do you know what time it is? It's time for the special Halloween edition of the Danger Hour. <laughs> Can you feel it? The tingling down your spine. The little hairs on your neck standing up. That's called fear. <laughs> I bet your balls are even tighter, trying to suck back into your body for safety and security and comfort. But I've got bad news for you and your balls. There is no safety and security. Not anymore. Because the special Halloween edition of The Danger Hour is back. And for the next hour or so, you are not safe. Not even close. <laughs> I feel so bad for you and your tiny balls. I don't know why I keep talking about your balls. It's getting kind of weird, isn't it? Anywho, please enjoy the show. If you can. <laughs> Elisa Lamb was last seen on January 31st, 2013, in the lobby of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. She was vacationing through the West Coast documenting the trip on her blog and checking in with her parents every day. On January 31st, those calls stopped. Lamb had vanished. Soon the police were involved and her parents arrived to help with the search, but they had nothing. That February, LAPD released elevator surveillance footage of Lamb before her disappearance. The footage shows Lamb behaving strangely in the elevator, appearing to talk with invisible people, peering around the corner of the door, crouching in the corner, and opening and closing the door. But what exactly is going on in this video raises more questions than answers. Theories range from psychotic episodes, demonic possession, or unknown assailants just out of camera view. Around that time, hotel guests started to report weird things happening with the Cecil Hotel water supply. The shower was awful, said a hotel guest who spent eight days there during the investigation. When you turned the tap on, the water was coming black first for two seconds, and then it was going back to normal. The tap water tasted horrible. It had a very funny, sweetie, disgusting taste. It's a very strange taste and I can barely describe it. On the morning of February 19th, a hotel employee climbed to the roof and used a ladder to investigate the hotel's water storage tanks. That's where authorities found the decomposing naked body of Lamb, whose personal items were found nearby. After an autopsy, her death was labeled accidental. The water tank has a metal latch that can be opened, but authorities said access to the roof is secured with an alarm and lock. The single-room occupancy hotel has an unusual history. The night stalker Richard Ramirez, who was found guilty of 14 slayings in the 80s, lived on the 14th floor for several months in 1985. An international serial killer, Jack Unterweger, is suspected of murdering three prostitutes during the time he lived there in 1991. He killed himself in jail in 94. In 1962, a female occupant jumped out of one of the hotel's windows, killing herself and a pedestrian on whom she landed. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. 
Yeah! Scared yet? Uh-huh. Scary stuff, huh? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that last line, but those are lyrics to a certain song. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Boom, 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 boom. Hotel California, Eagles. Was that song about that hotel? Hmm. Maybe it was. What a coincidence, huh? I didn't I didn't think about that beforehand. I'm not that smart, boys and girls. This is the Danger Hour Halloween edition. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know it's late. I know Halloween is only a couple days away. Eh, what are you going to do? I don't have time. I really don't have time. And maybe that in itself is something scary. Losing time. Time, 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 time. Oh boy, speaking of time. I just turned 39 years old. Oh my God, James. Happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. You look pretty good, James. Wait, you said 39? Oh, you, you, look, you look terrible, James. Yeah, all right. Thanks for that. You know, this one actually made me feel a little sad, turning 39 years old. It's just like, oh my God, 40 is just around the... 40. 40. 40. Can I keep saying it? Is it registering? 40. I know I'll say, I know some of you old timers are like, hey, I wish I could go back to when I was 40. Uh, I would have done things a lot differently. No, you wouldn't have. But uh, yeah, when I was a kid and I would think about someone in their 30s, I'm like, oh my God, that's old, right? And here I am staring out at the horizon and seeing 40 approaching slowly but surely. God damn it. In case you were wondering, uh, my birthday was October 26th, and uh, a little fun fact for you, October 26th is in fact the date that uh, the whole Back to the Future shit starts, all right? That same day when they they travel back in time for the first time. Marty! When Marty does that. And another fun fact, I was literally there when he did it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, not literally, but... uh. My parents were at the recording of the Back to the Future movie, and I was a little baby, and I'm like, ah, goo goo gaga, and whatnot, and uh, there I was in the same spot as uh, Doc and Marty mm-hmm. at the Twin Pines Mall, which in fact is the Puente Hills Mall, not too far from where I grew up. Isn't that fascinating? I think so. James, what does that have to do with Halloween? This is the Halloween edition, isn't it, James? You're rambling about Back to the Future? Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, well, I'll tell you what. I don't have much to uh, contribute this year. Uh, <laughs> I like doing these, but I'm lacking the content. This is inside baseball, by the way. Oh, my God, James. Speaking of baseball, the Dodgers are out. Oh, fuck you, man. Talk about scary. That's not scary, James. It's just that empathetic. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Unbe- unbelievable. I can't believe You know what? Why are you trying to bring me down? All right, this is about Halloween and scary times, not sad times. Okay, uh, I do have something sort of Halloweensies, and this happened to me. All right, here it goes. <laughs> I'll go to Vaughn's. Not too long ago, I'm walking down the aisles, picking out the groceries, and uh, I hear footsteps behind me. Mm-hmm. It was some other person walking down the same row I was on. That's not scary, James. Just wait. And then the voice tells me, 
uh, excuse me, I like your shoes. And I turn around and it's a young Indian fella. If you couldn't tell by my amazing impression. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, thanks. And so, you know, I'm expecting it not to go very far past that. He didn't really have to say that to begin with. My shoes aren't anything fancy. They're just some, uh, what do I got? Adidas. I guess uh, normal, casual, everyday shoes. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's kind of strange. But all right. And, he, and his second question is, where did you get them from? <laughs> I'm like, uh, big five. <laughs> they were on sale. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, where is that? Where's Big Five? Uh, well, there's a lot of different locations. There's one over here. There's one over there. Oh, what uh, what street is that on? What 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 area is that at? Oh, that's over here off this street. Okay. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck? This is weird. And he's staring me really deeply, intensely into my eyes. And then he goes, uh, I am not familiar with this area. I'm like, okay, I just moved here. All right. Okay. <laughs> And I'm thinking, what is happening here? I'm just trying to get groceries and be on my way. Is this what friendly people do? I don't fucking know. Is this normal? And I'm just not normal because it's weird for me. So he keeps staring very intensely into my eyes. And he's like making these weird movements with his kind of head. And it's kind of putting me off. And he's like, have you lived here for a long time? I was like, yes, I have. Yeah, I just come here from uh, Northridge. Northridge. Oh, Okay. That's where they had that big earthquake in 94, huh? I remember that. Oh, yes, yes. That was a very scary long time ago. I'm like, yeah. Uh, so what is it like in here, in this city? What is it? Is it, is it nice? Is it safe? I'm like, <laughs> what? I, go, uh, I guess it's about as safe as uh, anywhere else. There's some areas that are fine. Some other areas have some, some hoodlums. I go, uh, and you know, just keep your, keep your doors locked. At night, because people walk around and try to open car doors and try to get into them. Besides that, I think it's about as safe as anywhere else. Oh, okay. And then he stops and he's just staring at me in the eyes. And I'm thinking, is this guy fucking hitting on me? Is he? Is, <laughs> am, I, am I being picked up? He just kept staring at me in the eyes and he wouldn't, he wouldn't walk away. Just one question after another. And I'm, and I'm thinking, or is, he, is he trying to make a new friend? Does he want to hang out? I don't know. Is, is that how you pick friends based on their shoes? <laughs> I like your shoes, which means I probably like you. We should hang out and become best friends. All right, fine. Um, but a part of me was like, okay, dude, wrap it up. Or how do I get out of this? And the other part of me was like, am I being a dick? He's just trying to be nice and friendly. Is he? I don't fucking know. So I try to break it off. I'm like, all right, well, welcome. Oh, thank you. And then he puts his hand out. My name is whatever the fuck it was. Let's just call him like Bishnu. James, it wasn't Bishnu. Yeah, I know, but uh, I don't remember what it was. Why can't you just say something like Sam or John James? Why does it have to be Bishnu? I don't know. It just makes sense to me. My name is Bishnu. I'm like, oh, I'm James. And I shake his hand. And I'm expecting him to be like, what is your number? Where do you live? <laughs> right? That kind of thing. And uh, he just walks away. I was like, okay. I think he said even something like, uh, maybe I will see you again. I'm like, okay. And I'm going to be honest. I was a little like uh, thrown off after that. And I was walking down each aisle, kind of like on the lookout for Bishnu. That's not his name, James. It might have been his name. 
so every aisle I'm going down, I'm like, is, is, is uh, Bishnu going to come around? And, and if he does, is it going to be all like weird again? Is he going to keep talking to me? You know? I don't know. So anyway, I pay for my groceries. I put him in my truck. And then I start thinking, like, what if this fucking guy, like, he gave me weird fucking vibes. What if he's like hanging out, going to watch where I go? I'm not kidding you. I am not joking. I'm not, this is not for the Halloween episode. All right. Uh, he, he creeped me out. He got to me. Uh, and I took another way that <laughs> another way home. I don't normally take. And I was watching my mirrors looking behind me. And I did notice when I left a car pull out and uh, was behind me and I went to the light and I made a right. And this car made a right. I was like, okay, there's fucking Bishnu. He's coming after me. And uh, then I made a left, and that car continued to go straight, and I felt safe. And I got to my place, and I, I backed in my driveway, as I always do, which is the safe thing to do. Always back in, everybody. I've said this in the past. I'll say it again. Always back in. You never know. <laughs> it's the safe thing to do. You can leave quickly. And, uh, you know, you won't have to back up and make a three-point turn and be fucking stuck behind some asshole if that comes to it. Anyway, that's just a safety tip on the Halloween edition. Stay safe. Back in. And anyway, as soon as I pull in back into my driveway, I see a car come from around the corner slowly. I'm like, oh, my God, fucking Bishnu found me. And in fact, it was not Bishnu. And they drove by, but I was like, oh, my God, he, he fucking got to me. And then I thought, like, is this what girls always feel like every time they go out and go somewhere? Always got to look around, see who's around, look over their shoulder. I can tell you what, <laughs> my wife doesn't do that. <laughs> hey, did you notice that guy over there? Well, that guy. No, I didn't say him. Where is he? Oh, that guy? No, I didn't, I didn't notice him. Oh, yeah, you, don't <laughs> you notice that guy? The potential threat? All right. Anyway. Bishnu! The Indianapolis Star published a lengthy report on a family terrorized by three children allegedly possessed by demons. The account of Latoya Ammons and her family tells disturbing stories of children climbing up the walls, getting thrown across rooms, and children threatening doctors in deep, unnatural voices. It would seem like something straight out of a movie, a work of fantasy, except all of these accounts were more or less corroborated with nearly 800 pages of official records obtained by the Indianapolis Star and recounted in more than a dozen interviews with police, DCS personnel, psychologists, family members, and a Catholic priest. One of the more chilling sections of the report includes a segment about the possessed nine-year-old. An account corroborated by Walker, the nurse, says a nine-year-old boy had a weird grin and walked backward up a wall to the ceiling. He then flipped over and landed on his feet. Another segment of the piece reads that a 12-year-old would later tell mental health professionals that she sometimes felt as if she were being choked and held down so she couldn't speak or move. She would also hear a voice say, You'll never see our family again and you won't live for 20 minutes. Ooh. <laughs> Creepy kids are probably the worst thing, huh? In movies, and you see them like walking down hallways and shit. Yeah, kids are the creepiest. That and homeless people. Oh my God, James, you can't say that. Ah, uh, they're pretty creepy sometimes. They could be wild looking. 
They can be possessed looking. Dude, have you ever seen a homeless person like yelling at nothing? Just having a full-on argument with nobody? It's fucking creepy. They're all dirty and, and grizzled and clothes are all tattered. They are the definition of like a horror-looking character. Speaking of which, I work with a dude. He's a black fella. Uh, what does that matter, James? It doesn't. But it might help with the storytelling. I don't know. You can't include too many details, I say. Anyhow, this black fella. He uh, lives in this area that's not too nice, if you know what I mean. I think it's uh, like Compton. South Central. You know the types. One of, those t- one of those areas. And he said there's a homeless fella that hangs around where he lives. And he looks out at this fella and he's like, you know, he's not too happy with seeing him. Doesn't like him hanging around. Puts off an unsettling vibe, if you will. So then one day, uh-oh, <clears throat> one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was a good spot, because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. So it can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, my coworker goes home. And what does he find in his yard? But a body! (laughs) That's right. The body of the homeless man. That's right. Well, he wasn't dead. He was sleeping in his yard. (laughs) After he took a giant shit in his front yard. He jumped this guy's fence, took a shit in his yard, and then laid underneath a tree in the shade to take a nap. (laughs) <laughs> my coworker's like and this motherfucker was laying right there and I say hey 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 motherfucker get the fuck out of my yard bitch and he started like uh, kicking him and stuff and you know move on <laughs> and uh, the guy like jumps over the fence and like oh you know sorry apologizing but he's all out of his mind and shit and uh, I go like this guy was in your yard like what the fuck and he goes yeah and he didn't stop man I'd come home and I'd find shit in my yard and, and I know it was that motherfucker I'm like well who else would it be <laughs> I gotta go out there and clean up his shit this motherfucker and he's so pissed off and this guy I don't know why this, for some reason he loves going into this this dude's yard and shitting ugh it's one thing to come home and find <laughs> human <laughs> a pile of human shit in your yard but imagine finding the guy like, just sleeping under your tree. Fucking weird. Creepy. Oh, these homeless guys. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, that's scary, right? <laughs> Halloween edition. <laughs> ah, uh, gross. Anyway, speaking of black people. James! Ah, I got some real scary news. Mm-hmm. Some of you aren't going to like this. Some of you will be intimidated have fear because most people don't like change they're scared of change some of you are not going to like what i say next some of you will be terrified horrified mystified james get on with it okay brace yourself i hope you're sitting down some of you because the little mermaid is black I know, I know, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Stupid. James, why are you talking about the Little Mermaid on the Halloween episode, James? That doesn't make any sense. 
Uh, yes, it does, because Halloween is about the supernatural, the uh, ghost stories, monsters, creatures, and I would say a mermaid is a creature, some would say scary, mm-hmm, especially black mermaids. Oh, mama, no, uh, yeah, some of you racist fucks, who cares, <laughs> who gives a shit? Well, okay, listen, I get it on one level, I understand, hear me out. If you love a character, uh, let's say Ariel, right, The Little Mermaid, if you grew up loving that movie and that or even any other, any other character, Superman, right? Uh, who else? Um, Jerry Springer. That's a real person, James. Uh, <laughs> all right. But let's just all of a sudden now Jerry Springer's a black guy. Hey, that's not right. That's not the Jerry Springer I know. James, he's a real person. Okay, fine. Uh, Superman, right? Like if you... <laughs> If you uh, if you, if you've loved Superman, and he's that's how he looks. He's uh, that's Clark Kent. That's Superman. All of a sudden, they make him a a gay Ve- Venezuelan guy. It's like well, that's not Superman. It's not. It's not have to do with being racist. You're just that's like not the character, right? That's the character that you love. But there's the other argument. Like, well, you can still have your character, but this is a new character for other people for new generation. Right, so yeah, I get the outrage. Like, hey, Ariel's a little white girl with with red hair, and uh, why why you got to change it? Now, <clears throat> are you changing it just for changing's sake? Just because you're trying to be woke? Mm, that could be another argument. And yes, that is annoying. And it's annoying when I feel like they're just pandering to people. Like, oh, we'll do this. You know, that's good, right? Huh? Huh? You you, you want to spend money now? It's like ugh, they don't really give a shit. They're just trying to, to keep up with the modern trends. So anyway, yeah, that's that's an annoying part of it too. But what, regardless of the of of the reason it upsets you, regardless, are you overlooking the real problem here, everybody? The Little Mermaid is a fucking terrible role model for girls, <laughs> regardless of what color she is. All right, you're overlooking the real the real issue here. She's super materialistic. All she wants is stuff. And no matter how much stuff she gets, it's never good enough. She wants more. I want more. I want to be where the people are. Right? She just wants more. This materialistic bitch. Regardless of her color. She's a horrible creature, person. Not only is she super materialistic, just wants and wants and wants. She's a liar. She lies to her family and her father. You know, by and she has that uh that whole big dungeon of things. That's a big secret. So she's a liar. She's untrustworthy. She disobeys her father. All he wants to do is keep her safe. And here she goes, going to the surface, talking to weird, strange birds. Hmm. Going places she shouldn't be. And on top of it all, she sees this dude, just some normal guy, and wants to risk it all because he's hot. Doesn't know any fucking thing about this guy. Besides that he's so hot. <laughs> I want him. Right? And that's her, the first guy she's ever with. Is that an example to show girls? Look, throw it all away for one dude. Your first, The first guy you come across. Unacceptable. So, uh, <laughs> so girls out there, if you're listening... Don't follow Ariel's uh, example. 
because just because it worked out for her doesn't mean it'll work out for you. Imagine you lie to your father. You run away from home. You're underage. You go with some older guy. You're going to become a princess and live happily ever after? Huh? Or are you going to find yourself being sexually abused and used up and discarded? Mm-hmm. A whole new world indeed. That's a wrong movie, James. Uh, you get the point. Ah, <laughs> poor unfortunate soul. That's the right one. Yeah. Halloween. In 2007, ABC News documented a series of cell phone calls to families with terrifyingly specific death threats. The unidentified callers knew exactly what the families were doing and what they were wearing. The families say the calls came in at all hours of the night, threatening to kill their children, their pets, and grandparents. Voicemails arrived, playing recordings of their private conversations, including one with a local police detective. The caller knows, the family said, what they're wearing and what they're doing. And after months of investigating, police seemed powerless to stop them. This went on for months and the family said the caller would call with a scratchy voice, threatening to slit their throats. When the police tried to find the culprits, the calls were traced back to the owner's own phones. (laughs) The calls are coming from inside your house. All right. Hey, uh, have you guys seen that video that's going around of the bear, that black bear that, that goes after that dude who's climbing up a hill, rocky, mountainy hill? Yeah, so uh, this guy, has, I guess he has a GoPro on, and this black bear charges at him, and he starts kicking and punching, and he's like, ah, ah, it's fucking terror in his voice, right? And the bear keeps coming after him, and he keeps kicking and punching, and you can see in the video, it's not super clear, but you can see little cubs down in the bottom, like off like to the side of the, of the shot, and it's like, oh yeah, there you go, mother bear. Uh, so yeah, he keeps fighting it off and the bear eventually leaves, but I was like, holy shit, that's fucking terrifying. There's also videos of, a of a dude out taking a hike and a, there's like a mountain lion that won't leave him alone. He just like keeps coming after him. And I guess it was reported that that thing had a, a cub with it. Uh, scary shit. I've been hiking many times all by my lonesomes, uh, up into the mountains. And I'm talking like what I call peak hikes where you hiking up to the top of a mountain and so it, it's hours and hours and hours you know and you're all by yourself and it's fucking creepy because i think i think the scariest thing of all is your imagination and what you start thinking and what you start tripping out on you know and psyching yourself up about because here i am walking on this trail uh it's an established trail but you're still walking portions of it are through the fucking woods like in the middle of it and there's like little uh what do you call it like um so you're you know you're mostly going uphill but there's parts that are kind of like flattened out and there's just bushes all over the place and you're walking through this trail with bushes on each side of you and you can't see in the bushes and you you're aware that there are black bear in the area and that they do forage looking for berries and shit in bushes much like that and as you know, you're walking through these trails, your mind just starts fucking you like, oh, what's that over there? Did I hear something? Every little shape, every shape that looks like it could be a bear, like a big boulder off in the distance, you know, or a bush, something you can't really 
visibly make out. Your mind starts trying to make sense of it. Is that a fuck? Is that a bear? Any movement you hear it could be a squirrel or a bird, but you like your mind starts going to the worst. What could it be? And you start. <laughs> and you know, I know what you might be thinking. Why don't you play music? And not not worry about all that, but no, no. That's when I want to be aware of my surroundings. You know, I want to hear what's going on. Uh, I don't. I don't want to drown out any possible. And what if uh, someone's asking for help, or, or there's a, a hey, look out! You know, someone's yelling at you, and you can't hear because you got music on. So I want to be completely aware of what's happening. And uh, I would also take what they call trekking poles. Uh, some of you might call them hiking sticks. You know, you've seen the, the old people or even the young people. It doesn't matter when they're walking up with those, the poles with little spikes at the bottom. So those, I know, I know you make fun of people with them, but they do really help on your knees when you're coming downhill. Take a lot of the pressure off. But anyway, I would take those and clack them every once in a while. Clack, clack, real loud so that you don't spook any bears, you know, so they can hear that you're coming. And so, uh, yeah, in all my experience, uh, shit, never, never saw any bears. Not when I was hiking, anyway. Uh, but with the family on, that, on our recent trip, we were walking through the Grand Tetons in Wyoming, and you did same thing. You just start like, oh man, this is bear. This is like legit bear country up here, and you start uh, your mind starts playing tricks on you, scary shit. But to actually have an encounter like that, woo boy. So anyway, I bring all that up. Because I recently stumbled across the list of the 10 deadliest national parks. Ooh, Halloween! <laughs> right? <laughs> As you may or may not know, I am a national park geek. I think I've been to like 33 national parks and counting. That's my life's passion. No, it's not, James. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I just enjoy it. So, here we go. The list of the 10 deadliest. This is between, uh, well... This is not of all time, I guess. The, the data is from 2010 to 2020. All right. Now, number 10 is the Guadalupe Mountains. That's in Texas. And it says between, like I said, 2010 and 2020. This is the millennial deaths. Not exclusively. Uh, it says five deaths. And it says uh, three per million visitors. Hmm. The leading cause is motor vehicle crash. You believe that? That's how people die. Car crashes in the Guadalupe Mountains. I don't know. But all right. Number nine, Yosemite. Mm. 126 deaths. Wow. And jumped from five to 126. Three per million. Leading cause, falling. <laughs> yeah. Shows a photo here of a guy on Taft Point, which is pretty fucking epic, that view. And yeah, you can just fall right off. <laughs> and I've done the uh, Half Dome hike, and you got to climb those uh, the cables up the, the side of that fucking granite big-ass rock. And uh, yeah, people fly off that thing all the time. And uh, a bunch of morons will go up when it's raining, and it gets all slippery, or they get electrocuted by lightning, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, falling to your death. That's a long fall, everybody. Mm -hmm. Number eight, Channel Islands. Ah, that's the last one I went to. Oh, I don't get it. Uh, Ten deaths. Hmm. I guess we're not going in order. Three per million. Wasn't that the same as the last one? 
Yeah, there have all been three per million. So for every million people that show up, three are going to die. <laughs> and the leading cause in the Channel Islands is drowning. Blew. I guess so. A lot of... Uh, they, I've seen a lot of people snorkeling. Well, if you snorkel, if you drown when you're snorkeling, you fucking deserve to go, right? Oh my God, James, that's insensitive. Yeah, maybe. And then people do a lot of that kayaking and shit. You have to respect the ocean, folks. All right, number seven, Death Valley. It's right in the title. Death Valley, 41 deaths, 3.5 per million. Mm. Leading cause, motor vehicle crash. Look at that. What is it? Are people just driving extra fast through the desert or what? Is that what's happening? I don't know. Or is it off-roading kind of shit? Maybe that's what it is. They're going off-roading and getting a little too reckless. And then, boom, dead. All right. Death Valley. I mean, you kind of asked for it. Go in there. Okay, next one. Number six. Mount Rainier. 51 deaths. Four per million. Hmm. Leading cause. Also falling. If I'm going to fall to my death, I'd like it to be from a significantly high <laughs> point so that I don't die from my injuries of like snapping my legs and laying there. <laughs> Imagine you just fall like a, I don't know, what's, what's, a, what's a won't kill you, but you're probably going to die kind of height. 100 feet? Nah, that's kind of high, right? That's 10 stories. 40 feet, 50 feet, snapping your legs and no one's around. Then you're just laying there in agony. Anybody? Ah, Anybody there? And here, here comes a guy taking a hike with his headphones on, listening to music, and he could have saved that guy. You see, it all comes full circle. Number five, Sequoia and Kings Canyon. 75 deaths, 4.5 per million. Leading cause, once again, common theme here, falls. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number four, Redwood. 21 deaths, 5 per million. Leading cause, look at this, motor vehicle crash. I don't know what's going on. People just driving fast around those bends or what? I think I've been to all these places. So oh, no, I haven't been to Mount Rainier. I've been to the rest of them. I can't speak on Mount Rainier. But uh, yeah, Redwood is fucking gorgeous. I recommend you do it. The lush forests of the redwood but don't drive too crazy everybody because apparently you'll die number three big bend 22 deaths six per million leading cause of death oh i know i'm all too familiar with this one the heat because i nearly made my wife one of these statistics if you remember on our trip we took the little hike in big bend national park in 109 degree weather now look it wasn't my fault we're a victim of circumstance. I said we happened to be there at the time and it was 109 degrees. I don't make the rules. We had to go for a hike. And yeah, she looked like she was on the verge of death. So I get it. I get it. It's hot as fuck. And you think, yeah, I'll be fine. And next thing you know, you're dead. All right, next up, number two, Virgin Islands. Never been. 22 deaths, six per million. Leading cause, you guessed it, drowning. Water activities. I'll say it again, and I'll say it to the end of time, everybody. You have to respect the ocean. All right, and the number one, number one, never been here either, Denali. That's in Alaska. 51 deaths. Ooh, 10 per million. Big time leader here. We're talking like per capita. 
Leading cause, exposure to the elements. That sounds like you're probably going to freeze to death. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my Lord. Would you rather uh, have heat stroke and die or freeze to death? Maybe you should just stay home and not go to national parks, everybody. Maybe that's what you should do. All right. And this has been the National Park Top 10 List of Death. All right, and now I think it'd be a great time to check in with our radio affiliate, K-G-A-Y. So Dan Drizzles is busy. He's going to a Halloween party, but he agreed to take some time and give us a Halloween edition of uh, sports and weather. Isn't that great? How nice. And so uh, here we go. K-G-A-Y, K-G-A-Y. Halloween edition. And now for your special Halloween edition of Sports and Weather Report, we take you live to sports and weather expert, Dan Drizzles. Hi, this is Dan Drizzles. I apologize for the loud noise, but I have a Halloween party to go to tonight, and I can't sacrifice my mood music. So let's get into sports. Houston, we have a problem. The Houston Astros are in the World Series again, this time facing the Phillies. And I'm sure the whole world agrees with me when I say, I hope the Phillies take it in four games. And now over to the NFL, Tom Brady and his wife Giselle officially filed for divorce. So I guess the top headlines in sports this week are all about cheaters. See what I did there? And now on to fantasy sports. That's right, Jamesy Poo and his fantasy team, Touchdown Syndrome, are currently in first place with a 6-1 record after taking down the Lido champions and this week facing the Bearded Cunt. It should be a fairly effortless win because week after week, the bearded cunt has proven himself to be a cunty loser. And finally, we look at the weather. With fall in full effect, the weather's been cooling down, which can lead to skin damage. So protect yourself and put the lotion on your skin or else you'll get the hose again. I'm Dan Drizzles, your fantasy boy. Happy Halloween, everybody! And that was your special Halloween edition K-Gay Sports and Weather Report brought to you by Lotion. K-G-A-Y, K-G-A-Y. Halloween edition. <laughs> and now it's time for another edition of Stallone stands alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder, what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? Well, today we find out the answer to that very question when we put Sylvester Stallone in Child's Play 2, playing Brad Dourif's character of Chucky. And here it goes. Hey, you're like, surprise! Did you miss me, Andy? I sure miss you, you know. I told you we were gonna be friends to the end. And now it's time to play. 
I got a new game, sport. It's called Hide the Soul. And guess what? You're it. I dare do a dimbala. Give me the power I bet. <sighs> this isn't over, you little shit. I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life as a plastic freak, you know? Next time you're alone, you're mine. You know? Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Chucky. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Halloween edition. A Disney's Frozen Elsa doll that was gifted for Christmas of 2013 in the Houston area made headlines earlier this year when it seemingly became haunted. The doll recited phrases from the movie Frozen and sang Let It Go when a button on its necklace was pressed. For two years it did that in English, the mother said. In 2015, it started doing it in alternating between Spanish and English. There wasn't a button that changed these, it was just completely random. The family has owned the doll for more than six years and never changed its batteries. The mother says the doll would randomly begin to speak and sing even when its switch was turned off. The family decided to throw the creepy doll away in December of 2019. Weeks later, they found it inside their living room. The kids insisted they didn't put it there and the mother believed them because she didn't think they can get into the trash can and pull it out. At that point, Elsa ceased to sing the English rendition of Let It Go altogether speaking only Spanish when pressed. The family then double-bagged the bizarre doll and placed it at the bottom of their garbage, which was taken out on garbage day. They went on a trip shortly after, but when they returned, Elsa too had come back and was waiting in the backyard of their home. Besides small children and creepy homeless people, I think dolls are the, <laughs> in the top five scariest things of all time in your everyday life. Am I right? Yeah. You ever been to a, someone's house that has a shitload of those weird fucking porcelain dolls all over the place? What about some of those weirdos that have the doll like in time out looking into the corner of the room? Like, what is the what is up with that shit? Who are these people? I don't get it. I don't get it. Why, why would you want to walk into a room full of eyeballs staring at you? My, uh, my dad. Yeah, shit. My dad tells me um, when he was a kid. That they had one of those Felix the Cat clocks on the wall with the eyeballs that would go back and forth in the tail too. And that uh, his sister, my aunt, Sylvia, would be like, oh, I don't like that clock. It's looking at me. (laughs) I get it. It's pretty creepy and off-putting. I've been, I won't tell you why, but I've been into someone's house that has a lot of those weird dolls. And it's fucking creepy. It's creepy. Dude, right now, we have this umbrella outside in the backyard. And if you walk by the window, I always think it's someone like staring at me through the fucking window. James, why don't you move the umbrella? Ah, that's where it goes. (laughs) But 
I mean, it's closed up, so it's just like a tall, thin figure, and you're walking through at night, and it's like, ah, it's fucking creepy. I don't like it. I can do something about it, but uh, I choose not to. And I was talking to my daughter yesterday, and she said the same thing. I always think it's someone out there. Ugh. Uh, so I heard this thing recently on a radio. It's more creepy than scary. But uh, hey, creepy's Halloween, right? Oh, yeah, I know. So uh, this chick was seeing this guy for a few months, and uh, you know they were intimate and whatnot. And uh, one day. Uh, she's at the guy's house and his computer is on and I think he was like in the bathroom or something and she just happens to look down at the screen and it says a file with her name on it and she's like oh what's this and she clicks on it and opens it up and there she finds hundreds of nude photos of her (laughs) that he took like most of them in secret right so I guess when she's sleeping he'd just be taking photos of her and uh I guess she broke up with the guy after that. But I was like, huh, that's pretty creepy. But is it enough to break up with someone over? Hmm? What if you found that? What if you found uh, that uh, your boyfriend or girlfriend was just taking nude photos of you while you were asleep or in the shower or something? You had no idea about it. Is that a, is that a deal breaker? <laughs> I mean, on one level, it's pretty uh, flattering. Oh. He, uh, he's so attracted to me that he wants a bunch of photos of me to look at later. Not really a spank bank, but more like a uh, spank album. Literally. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he thinks you're that hot, isn't that a good thing? He wants a bunch of photos of you for laters? Or, <laughs> does he have other photos or other files from other girls that he's been with? Hmm? He's got a whole collection going? Is that okay? <laughs> I guess if you uh, give him consent, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's pretty weird. It's pretty creepy. Hell, I've never done it. But uh, if someone's capable of doing that, what else are they capable of? Hmm. <laughs> well, she didn't find out because she dumped his ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I recently heard another story. It was a... This, this is this is ugh, ugh, what do you make of this one? So you know you've heard that whole thing where oh little kids can see things that adults can't right because their innocent minds are not corrupted blah 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 whatever the fucking bullshit is. So get this so uh, this guy would take his son I guess to school or something on a normal route and they would go in the same route every day and then he said the little boy would would they would come up to this intersection where there was a train crossing. And uh, train tracks, railroad. And the little boy would say, um, hey, we should give that lady a ride. Some lady and her dog. And he's like, what lady? He's like, the lady right there, standing over there in the corner with the dog. And she looks sad. We should give her a ride. And he's like, you know, I don't see any lady there. There's no one around. He's like, yeah, you don't see her. She's right there. (laughs) And he said the little boy would say that often while they're passing through that area. And then one day. It gets downpouring, raining, and he's like, you know, Dad, we should give her a ride. She's getting all wet, her and her dog. You know, she's, she's sad. And the father was like, what the fuck is going on with this kid? And so he looked it up, and it turns out many years ago in that exact spot, a woman and her dog were killed when they were struck by a train, and there she is, still hanging out on the corner. I don't know why, and it's scary. Ooh! 
pretty, pretty lame, James. Oh, God. I'm trying, man. It's been how many years of this shit? I can't think of any new stuff. <laughs> I'm tapped out creatively. So, uh, ooh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. In September of 2014, a Utah teen returned to his home to find his parents and three siblings dead. But there was no suicide note, no prior indication that they would do this, no explanation. Police could not figure out why two parents would kill themselves and three of their four children. For a year, no one knew exactly what happened to the family or what would drive the parents to do something so unthinkable. In January, police released more chilling details in the case. According to the accounts from family members and an investigation by police, the parents were driven by a belief that the apocalypse was coming and an obsession with the convicted killer, as the Washington Post reported. Friends and family told police that the parents were worrying about the evil in the world and wanted to escape a pending apocalypse, but most assumed they just wanted to move somewhere, maybe off the grid. Investigators also found letters written by the mother to one of the state's most infamous convicted killers, Dan Lafferty who was convicted in the 1984 fatal stabbing of his sister-in-law and her one-year-old daughter. According to trial testimony, he killed the victims at the order of his brother, Ron Lafferty, who claimed to have had a revelation from God. The story became a book called Under the Banner of Heaven. The police said that the mother became friends with Dan Lafferty, and she and her husband even visited him in prison. <laughs> all right, the scariest thing of all, besides kids, dolls, and crazy homeless people, have got to be number one, crazy religious people. Am I right? <laughs> oh boy. Oh, these people thinking they're doing something in the name of God. It goes back to the beginning of whenever the hell, and uh, it's still happening. It's fucking crazies. Oh yeah, God wants me to do this, and you can't. You can't talk them out of it. That's just the way it is. That's how, that's what they believe, right? Oh, Lord. So, uh, yeah, these creeps. What I don't, what's funny to me about this story is, uh, you know, they're Utah, so, you know, Mormons and all that. But, <laughs> I don't know. But they uh, hook up with this other religious fucking weirdo and uh, who killed family members. So, all right, that kind of adds up. But why didn't they kill the last kid? <laughs> Why did he get to come home and discover the bodies? Doesn't that raise any flags, anyone? Did you did you think about that when you read it? Why? Why did they kill three out of four of their kids? Was this kid, uh, what, not uh, worthy enough? Was he like a pagan? Oh, yeah, we weren't going to save him. We'll just save the rest of our kids. Crazy. Yeah, it's all crazy. But, uh, and also, probably the scariest out of all things are, uh, your family attacking or trying to kill you. You know, the people that are supposed to be the ones that protect and love you are the ones that are trying to take you down. Well, look at me. This was not planned, but accidentally, I, uh, I, I tied up all the loose ends here, everybody. I made this some kind of like a narrative. And at the end, there's some kind of lesson to learn. Don't trust family. All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. James, you still got 10 more minutes to go. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, God. All right, let's see. Uh, I still got the fancy in the fuck you, but um, hmm. maybe I can do one more little thing here real quick. Uh, why don't I call someone, a special guest, for uh, the Halloween edition, huh? How about that? Why don't I call the devil? 
let's see if I remember how to do this. Uh, danger to devil, danger to devil, come in devil, danger to devil, danger to devil, come in devil. Are you there? Hi, devil. Hey, James. Happy Halloween. Hey, happy Halloween. Uh, why are you playing the American Horror Story theme? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. Because I think America is in a current state of horror. I'm talking economically, politically, socially, and the uh, cancel culture craze. It's uh, it's all insane, and I love it! <laughs> I thought you were going to take a different angle there, but uh, I guess you are the trickster. <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. Um, yeah, it's, business is booming. Things are off the rails right now. It's a great time to be the devil. And uh, I just got to tell you, evil is coming back in a big, bad way. I mean, look at the uh, look at the current uh, shows that are popular right now. The Jeffrey Dahmer story. My boy, JD. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's really a great, exciting time for us here down in hell. And uh, I'm excited to see uh, what happens in the future. Oh, great. Well, as long as you're excited. <laughs> uh, it's not doing it's not so good for the rest of us that are up here, uh, you know, going through it. Asshole. Hey, whenever you're ready, come down here and join me. There's a seat right here in hell with your name on it. Uh, I don't think I'm interested in that. Uh, I think I'm going to respectfully decline. Well, come on, James. Would you rather serve in heaven or reign in hell? The bitches down here are hot as fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't doubt it. Uh, you know, you're kind of creeping me out, so um, I think I'm going to go now. But uh, do you have any last words for, uh, for my listeners in this Halloween episode? Yeah, everybody have a great time trick-or-treating. Um, if you can't steal candy, if there's an honor system, empty the bowl into your bag. Uh, nobody will know, and if they have the cameras, then uh, who cares? Uh, wear a disguise, they won't know it was you. Um, push weaker kids down, take what they got, uh, just have a great time. Throw lots of eggs, uh, throw toilet paper in trees, just, you know, back to the basics. Just have a great time, and, uh, and honestly, I mean this uh, from the bottom of my heart. Happy Halloween, everybody. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, let's start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I fancy that. Fancy, fancy, fancy. Halloween edition. <laughs> All right, I fancy that is a segment in which I talk about something that I fancy, something positive for a change. Oh, All right, and uh, you know I got to keep with the theme, so I fancy. Watching horror movies in October. Ooh. <laughs> so my daughter's into horror movies. And so she's like, let's watch something. I'm like, all right. And uh, we always got to watch Coraline. That's one of her favorites from when she was a little girl. Yep. It's a weird ass twisted movie. But I love it. If you, have you seen Coraline? The stop motion animated movie? It's fucking good. It's creepy as hell. And uh, very entertaining. And the visuals are pretty awesome. So um, check it out. And another one I saw, she, well, I was looking for this one. And uh, it's called Creep. It's the guy from The League, that show, The League, the main guy. I forgot his name. I haven't seen that show in a long ass time. But uh, 
man, he's a pretty good actor. And it's a really, 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 really low budget movie. And it's made with like, you know, first person camera shit. And uh, it's supposed to look like low budget, which it is. And it takes place here locally in California in the mountains. And uh, you know what? It's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, he did a really good job acting. And uh, yep, he's definitely a fucking creep. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's a short one. I think it's worth checking out. I thought it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. So uh, take a look. And the, the one that she recommended, <laughs> I'm sure you've heard about it. I've seen it before, scrollings through the scrollings, but I was like, nah, that's stupid. It's called Terrifier. Um, I don't know if you've heard recently that Terrifier Part 2 is out now and apparently making people throw up in the theater. In the theater. And <laughs> because it's so gory and violent. And I can attest, the first one is pretty fucking gory and violent. Um, and, you know, it's another low budget really really low budget you don't know anyone in the movie you know but it's actually a fun experience <laughs> as bad and as shitty as it is it's actually kind of cool so uh those two man creep and terrifier check it out and uh yeah so watching horror movies in october i fancy that all right and now it's Time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you! Halloween edition. All right, the fuck you is the opposite of I fancy that. It's where I get to be negative again. You thought I was going to end on a positive note. You fool. It's where I get to shit on something that I don't like. Something that makes me angry. Something I want to say. Fuck you too. And this week, uh, it's kind of a stretch. Kind of a stretch, but I'm going to make it work. Okay, with the whole Halloween thing. Oh boy, this one really irritates me. Uh, so as you may or may not know, for my job, I patrol the streets. Something like a police officer. All right. Uh, patrolling to and fro on the gritty streets. And so once in a while, uh, I will see the occasional sign in front of someone's house that says, a hero lives here, and I fucking cringe. But this one makes me cringe even more. Uh, I saw a sign. Now, I don't want to give out the school name. All right, I'll change the school name, okay? And the person's name. It, for an example, it will say... Uh, a Los Angeles wildcat lives here. And then it'll say their name like Mary Williams. It's like, what are you fucking doing? You're advertising that you have a young girl living here? <laughs> Is that just me thinking extra paranoid? But it's like, hey, you know, come and get her. She's in high school. And, you know, and they, and they know what school she goes to now. Right? Yeah. And, like, and I know. If, you, uh, if you're seen... If, you, if you're a young girl and you're seen going to a house or driving to a house, like you could probably assume, oh, she probably goes to the school right over here. But why are, you, why are you taking the guesswork out of this whole thing? It's like, hey, hey, you like what you see? Well, she goes to this school. Go get her. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's careless. And I think it's dumb and potentially dangerous. And I get it that you're proud of your kid. But why would you want to advertise and potentially cause them harm? Huh? Why would you want to do that? 
Or what if uh, what if some people at her school, you know, not everyone, you might be a good girl, but she might have enemies. And look, oh, look, there's a sign. She lives right there. <laughs> now we know. We can attack her or whatever the fuck, you know? Fill in the blanks. Who cares? So anyway, all that stuff, uh, I think it's a little bit reckless. And uh, Halloween, they might get you. They're going to abduct her and rape and kill her or something. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, I fuck you. Fuck you. Halloween edition. All right, that's going to do it. There's your fucking happy Halloween episode. <laughs> Special edition. Yippee. All right. Scary. Ooh. <laughs> James, stop being a miserable cunt. All right, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. All right, thank you for listening. <laughs> and uh, happy birthday to me. And, you know, I just want to say, really enjoy yourself this Halloween. But be careful. Because lurking in the shadows, right over there, right behind you. Nope, that's not an umbrella. That's somebody. And they're looking at you. And you're probably going to get killed. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. So long. And as always, stay dangerous, my friends. (laughs) Later. And this it's the special Halloween edition of The Danger Hour. <laughs>If you've lasted this long, congratulations! You did it! You should feel so proud of yourself. But more importantly, you can relax your tight, tiny balls! <laughs> yes, I'm still talking about your balls. James asked me to apologize that it wasn't very scary this year, but just you wait. Next year's going to be so scary. <laughs> like really, really scary. Oh, you, you, it's gonna really, eh, not really. Until next time, have a happy Halloween. And thank you for listening to the special Halloween edition of The Danger